Uh-oh. It looks like you've stumbled across on another episode of the Keeping That Smile podcast. Featuring me, Ryan Smith, who is, of course, your director, stuntman, producer, executive counselor of uh, Actors Anonymous, and also your dinner lady for this very special episode of the Keeping That Smile podcast. If you are new to the Keeping That Smile podcast, please know that there will be no editing throughout this episode. It is raw. It is emotional. People make mistakes. Get over it. All right? It's just what's going to happen. So just sit back, relax, and listen to me talk about me <laughs> for the next 20 minutes or so. Um, in the last episode, I spoke about um, my um, kind of uh, relationship with food and how it was uh, kind of plagued me a lot for my life. Um, and I've kind of been like thinking about a lot about that. And, you know, I was actually, I listened to all these episodes back. And if, if I think it's a good episode, I'll listen to it maybe once. And if I think it's a bad episode, I'll listen to it maybe three or four times. Um, and I listened to the last one about five times. Um, I really wasn't uh, pleased with how I kind of uh, delivered it. Like it, it sounded like a very self-pity and oh, feel sorry for me kind of episode. And that's not what I wanted to to do at all. Um, I kind of wanted to motivate, but I kind of lost track of um, motivating people. And I apologize for that. Um, it was basically me just saying woe is me for 20 minutes straight um and that wasn't that wasn't my um my goal at all so I apologize for that um hopefully some people listen to it and kind of took something from it and you know you can um I don't know hopefully you took something from it and basically could compare it with your own life or know someone like it or whatever but I will I will uh address a little bit of it today because um the start of this week has been uh, quite difficult for me. Um, I suffered a little bit of an anxiety attack yesterday uh, on the Monday. And um, it was basically down to, I think I have a, um, it's called a binge eating disorder. Um, where, and it, again, remarkable that a PT says this, right? But it is the case um, because I can... I can like diet really, really well. And, you know, I'll be on it, on my calories, on this, on that. And then all of a sudden, like if something just upsets me, I just binge eat. And like to the extent that it's it's weird, right? And I'll just keep eating and keep eating and keep eating um, to cure whatever problem it occurred in my life. And um, I look back and that's kind of what I've done for ages um you know regarding the last episode I kind of spoke about how when I grew up I didn't really have that much food and then um when I was 21 years old I got this inheritance and obviously I didn't know how to cook and stuff and all of my friends were at uni so I didn't I didn't go out and play football I didn't really do anything I just kind of stayed at home with all this money just ordering takeaways left right and center and I eventually got into like uh, 112 kilograms so about 18 stone so you know it's kind of 
it's kind of the way it is. So this week, I was, I was kind of, after that episode, I kind of thought like, well, why why is it so easy for other people? Why is it so easy for some people to go, oh, just count your calories, just do this, just do that. And for me, it's always been a bit difficult to do that. Um, and it's because the only comfort I've ever found has been well and truly through eating. Um, if I was to have an argument with Sally or something like that, or if I was to have an argument or with anyone for that matter, my go-to would be, right, I'm going to order a pizza. That would be it. That's just what's in, what's in my head. Um, and I treat food as if it's a drug, like, um, like it's ecstasy. So every meal that I'm having, instead of thinking, this is fuel to support my day, I'm seeing it as this is the best thing I've ever eaten and I want more and more and more of it rather than just going, all right, that was a nice meal, end of. I'm always looking for the next meal kind of thing. And you're probably like listening to me this, uh, listening to this and thinking, well, you're not, you're not in bad shape, right? You're not in bad shape at all. Um, and I'm not. However, I've uh, grown up and my, my dad used to call me fat a lot when I was obviously quite big. Which had a, which had a bit of a negative impact on me, um, and I'm I'm one of these people, right? Like, I don't take uh, criticism well. I don't know why. I I see it as a personal attack, and that's not anything against anyone that ever wants to criticize me. I've just always seen it as, huh? Well, fuck you, <laughs> you know, um, and I don't know why that is. I mean, obviously, constructive criticism is good. It makes you better. But for me, it would make me feel worthless in a lot of ways. If people blow smoke up my ass, I do so much better. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if anyone else is like this, but I certainly am one of those people. If someone was like, oh, my God, you're the the most athletic guy here, I would keep trying to be the most athletic guy here. But if someone says, like, you're fat or um, you're crap at this or crap at that, I would just go, oh, right, okay, well, I better stop doing that, you know? And that's uh, that's another negative trait of mine. I don't know why I do it, but it's just one of those. Um, so, yeah, like going back to my point, my dad called me fat for a long time, and that made me kind of feel <laughs> terrible, to be honest with you. And then, uh, you know, I started working at Pure Gym, and I was a bit bigger than all the other uh, people there because uh, I had an ex-girlfriend that was a bit of a feeder, <laughs> to be fair. Um, I'd get back from like a big day training or something like that and I'd say to her, like, I'm, I'm cutting, I'm like, I'm trying to be on my diet and there'd be like a fucking 12-person red velvet cake waiting for me. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> um, fun times they were. Um, but yeah, so when I got to Pure Gym, I was just a bit of a, I was, well, a bit big. I was a bit plump, to be fair. Strong, but big plump. And I got called Big Fat Nige. <laughs> um, and I've told you about the Nigel story. I'm sure I've told you about the Nigel story before. Um, so yeah, they called me Big Fat Nige. And I've always been known as the fat one there, you know, the fat PT. I'm, I'm not even that fat. Like, don't get me wrong, I could have abs, but... I don't have abs. 
um, at the moment. Anyway, so yeah, it was just kind of one of those and, you know, it's just had a bit of a negative impact on me a little bit and it just kind of got to me um, ugh, in that sense. So I've had a bit of a, a, a tough week anxiety-wise because I went out for my mate's birthday on the Saturday and then we went out for a meal on the Sunday with uh, my girlfriend's parents. And I was just kind of like, Monday came around and I just felt so anxious about going back into that gym. I just, you know, I, I can't even put my finger on it. I just, I'm just scared. I'm just scared of, I don't know, what people say or something. And I know it's all, I know it's all stupid, this. I, I completely and utterly get that it's all stupid. What I'm saying is completely ridiculous. Because if my friend was saying this, who was about the same weight as me, and, you know, I'd just be like, it's being so ridiculous. But it's just these little tricks that your mind can play on you. And this is something that I I look back at and I've had for years now. I always think that food has always been my number one comfort. Um, it's just how I've dealt with things. It's just by ordering a pizza to myself and I'd always over-order. So I'd always have some more food that I can snack on later throughout the day and stuff. Um, you know. And, and like I said, I know it's ridiculous, um, but I am going to uh, maybe get like a CBT course, I think it's called, Cognitive Behaviour Therapy, something like that. And uh, I'm going to have a chat with a GP and see if I can talk to a specialist. Because, um, yeah, for some people it's just like, right, I'm full, that's it, I'm done. But for me, I'm like I said to you, I'm always looking for the next meal. And I just want to see if I can... Um, trick my brain into not thinking like that anymore and thinking like food is just for fuel it's not ecstasy and that's kind of what I need to do and I've uh, again started off this week fine with it all hopefully I'll be alright with uh, with it this week now that I've kind of now that I kind of know that I've kind of got this binge eating disorder um, it, may, it kind of makes me feel a lot better about it to know that I wasn't just being a fat kid I wasn't just being a fat idiot who just couldn't stick to their calories there was actually something that was kind of tricking my brain to to do these things you know um, so yeah that makes me feel uh, a lot better really um, so that was our segment keeping up with the carnelians <laughs> um, yeah sorry about that I know the, the last couple of episodes have been quite miserable and quite dark but as always, I've always wanted to be honest with you and I've always wanted to just talk to you openly and honestly because I think me sitting here and kind of just just putting on a show is not what this is about because I seem to I seem to put on a show a lot of the time when I'm in the gym and stuff like you know if I'm going through a tough day I can't necessarily show my clients that I'm going through something quite difficult um, because you're, I'm meant to inspire them I'm not really meant to show cracks, you know. But I, I do show. I, I'm, I'm always honest with them. I always do show cracks here and there, but I don't show it to the extent that I will on here. Because this is kind of a podcast for for anyone that has these like weird little thoughts that they're too embarrassed to talk about. Um, because I'm not embarrassed to talk about it. I know what goes on in my head is stupid, but that is what mental health is all about, and. You know, 
I've said to you in the past, like if I want to bury my head away and just bury my head in the sand and just sleep on the sofa to get rid of whatever anxiety I've got, um, it's just something I've got to do. Um, but yeah, so please let me know if you know you've got any of these like weird little thoughts or something like that that you know is is probably ridiculous from the outside looking in, but to you it means a hell of a lot. Um, I'd be interested to know if anyone else is um, like me with the eating. Uh, it makes you feel like really low self-esteem and um, paranoid and whatever else really. Like it could be loads of things. Like you, you want to look a certain way. You can, anything like beauty related, fitness related, whatever. I don't know. Hit me up. Hit me up uh, at keeping that smile. Keeping that smile at gmail.com. Let me know there. Or you can uh, follow me on Instagram at ryansmith.pt and send me messages through there. Um, yeah, so that was kind of what I wanted to talk about today, really. Um, on the fitness side of things, I think getting back in the gym is always the best thing to do. Like, So like yesterday, obviously, I said I had a bit of an anxiety attack and really struggled and opened up with Sally in the evening. But before that, I had to go to the gym at around about five o'clock-ish. And I had to do a spin class and then I had to train someone else after that. And it did make me feel a million times better. And today, obviously, I went to went to work a little bit earlier today at about 10 o'clock. And again, feel so much better, really. Um, but it's just one of those things where you kind of have to j- just try and get yourself through it. And sometimes it's not always that easy. Um but yeah, long story short, that's it really. Um, what else have I got to talk to you about today? What else has been going on in my little life? I don't know. Probably nothing. Don't worry about it. Um, I did want to talk about um, the gym and like how people are still made to feel uncomfortable in the gym and stuff. Um, going back to my episode nine, was it? Do women feel uncomfortable in the gym? So I had another email come in. Um, which I will find now from, I can't say his name. Nice try. <laughs> Not going to say nobody's name because you're going to be kept anonymous. That's exactly what I'm going to do because that is what I'm here for. So I'm going to read out um, this email here. The title is Uncomfortable Situations. So, uh, dear Ryan, first of all, I love your Insta and your podcast. I love the episode, Do Women Feel Uncomfortable at the Gym? and the depression confession one, mostly because I relate to a bit of both. Thank you very much. Um, Second, here's my story about two separate times I felt uncomfortable at the gym. To paint you a little picture, I'm overweight and clearly gay, but I own up to it. Are you clearly gay? How how would I know that you're clearly gay? (laughs) I don't know how I would know that. But anyway, to paint you a little picture, I'm overweight and clearly gay, but I own up to it. Good for you. Good for you. The first situation occurred the first time I tried going to the gym after being made to feel useless and disgusting by my now ex. I went to a gym in Manchester, brackets that shall remain nameless, but it's located in the city centre. I'm nervous that that's my gym. (laughs) And was getting around to do my business. After having watched a few videos online, I ended up my session running a bit. Hang on, let me read that again because there's commas in that that I've missed. So I went to a gym in Manchester that shall remain nameless, but is located in the city centre. And was getting around to do my business after having watched a few videos online. Full stop. 
I ended my session by running a bit, but being a f- but by being fat and never having gone to the gym before, I was getting easily tired. Two guys who were behind me doing weights started laughing. Unbeknownst to them that in the meantime, my music stopped playing due to changing and I could hear them laugh at that dude who went a little on every machine and tried his hand on everything without really knowing what to do. They laughed and kept saying, why try? In that moment, I felt really lonely and even more disgusted with myself. It's hard enough when you've got social anxiety without people acknowledging you and making fun of you. It kind of put me off the gym. I took a PT uh, for a few times after that, but it didn't work out with him, so I gave up on the gym altogether. Um, I'm just going to pause that there for a second and just say sorry that you went through that because I think that's my that's my kind of fear. You know, when I go to the gym and stuff and I train, I'm always a bit nervous because I might be a bit bloated from the weekend or something. And uh, the fact that you have to deal with that is is horrible, mate. So lots of love there. Um, I tried a second gym and this time I thought I'd done my research and was quite happy with it on how to use the machines. So naturally I was back to going at the gym. As I said before, I'm clearly gay and people can tell because of my social anxiety. Sometimes I get lost in daydreaming and tend to stare into the emptiness. But one time a guy thought I was looking at him a little too much. I don't overly stare at guys at the gym, even if I'd want to, mostly because I go there to train in second because I feel too body conscious to even try. And gym gays are unfortunately not the most compassionate ones. That same guy I'd seen a few times, you tend to see the same faces when you attend the same gym regularly. And one time, there was no more bikes available. So I sat on the one next to him and accidentally our knees touched. Oh no. He immediately got off his bike and left. Later on, when packing my stuff in the locker room, he was talking with his mate about how there was a fag following him around. Oh, man. I was so ashamed. First of all, because I used to be real bad with my anxiety, so I hated to confront people. And second, because it wasn't true, and I hated the fact that I'd have to say I'm here. I was alone, and you always are wary of possible beat-ups when you're gay in these environments. Needless to say, I changed gym immediately. Um, I know it's like 2021 but should I have said fag there am I allowed to say fag I don't know and like you can't say the word fag but because I'm reading it from this email I hope that's okay I wouldn't say it in public because it's rude um, anywho I'm now happy going to the gym and uh, and train and even found the perfect PT to help the one that adapted to me and my needs, anxiety and balance and inner ear problems and knows how to motivate me. Sorry, I didn't laugh at that. I just didn't think it was necessary. But I hope that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. So like, I totally get the anxiety and, and the balance. When you said like inner ear problems, I was like, oh God, that's, that's thrown me. <laughs> I want to know what's happened. What happened to your inner ear? Tell me everything. Um, and knows how to motivate me. I've been through two PTs before finding a gem. But it was a long way before I could say I actually like going to the gym. Sure, I try to avoid eye contact with anyone when I go now, but at least I'm attending. There's a stigma around overweight people as if we're going to the gym, uh, we're made fun of, and we don't want to go. We're told that we choose to be like this. When you're gay, um, 
when you're a gay, guys tend to think that anything is a reason to flirt. At the end of the day, I just want to listen to K-pop and do my exercises in peace. Anyway, hope you have a good day and can't wait to hear more from you on your podcast regards. Well, mate, like that, what a brilliant, brilliant email. And um, uh, sorry, I couldn't do it uh, justice, really. I'm still a little bit uh, fragile from yesterday. And you can probably tell that I'm not trying to laugh too much in this in this podcast today or trying to um, entertain as much as normal. Um, so sorry I couldn't do it as much justice, but, you know, uh, I, I've been there. We've all been there when, you know, we've, we're a little bit overweight and stuff. Um, for me, I used to train at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in my 24-7 gym back in Ashford, Kent, because I didn't want to be seen by anyone. I didn't want to interact with anyone. I didn't want to have that that moment of bumping into an ex or a friend or something and them seeing how much weight I've put on, you know. So I totally get what you mean and how it must be difficult. Um, and especially when, you know, you get called, I'm going to say the F word now because I feel like I can't say it. I've tricked myself into thinking that I can't say it. Which I, I can't say it, but I don't know if I'm, I, I can't. Anyway, can't edit it now, Neil. Ryan. <laughs> My name is Ryan. I've got to keep telling myself that. Um, yeah, so to be called the the F word like that, mate, is is absolutely terrible. And you know, um, how close were the bikes together for you to somehow touch knees? That is my question. That is just bad from the gym, not bad on your your end. Um, unless it was deliberate, you flirt. No, I'm joking, of course. But no, mate. Um, keep doing you. Um, ear inner ear problems and all. Keep doing you. Keep fighting for whatever goal you have and just take time to understand that it is a long journey. It's not a short journey and you just got to enjoy it as best you can. So keep your head up, mate. Like we're, we're all struggling. <laughs> I can only speak from my own um, own history and stuff and I'm, I've been struggling with it and I know how tough it is. And it's tough for me as a PT to go into that gym sometimes and feel like I'm overweight. So... Um, as a member that's not how you should feel at all uh, so just keep doing you mate Keep just keep yourself to yourself do your own workout obviously you've got a PT there and uh, just knuckle down and you'll be absolutely fine um, yeah I'm go I'm, I haven't really got much else to say guys to be honest with you I'm going to try and get through this week um, of being positive and kind of just uh, forcing myself into work as much as I possibly can Um but yeah, I, I hold my hands up and admit that this isn't probably the most entertaining podcast this week. Um, just going through a little bit at the moment, which I'm trying to deal with and trying to just get on top of. Um, but yeah, this is like the first time that I've had this like these kind of episodes where I've had to talk about it, and it's it's difficult for me to talk about. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't really have much else to, to report. But I promise um, next week I, I hope to be in a lot uh, better uh, frame of mind. And uh, hopefully the Keeping That Smile podcast can come back with a big old smile. So I apologize if this has put you in a bit of a downer. It's not my intention at all. I just wanted to kind of, as always, let you know how I'm doing. And uh, 
yeah and hopefully we can all just understand that mental health is one of these things that can play tricks on your mind and uh talking to people and reaching out to people is the number one thing that we can do in these times because if we deal with these things alone sometimes it can be um a lot worse than it needs to be so from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for listening to me and i again apologize massively for this not being more upbeat but i'll always promise to get this podcast out every wednesday and uh yeah that's my goal. Thanks a lot, everyone. See you next week. Bye-bye.